0: Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Your Goat podcast and also the 100th episode of Get Your Goat. I just want to say thank you all for listening, for subscribing, for liking. I appreciate it all very much. I hope some of my takes resonate with you or if not, uh, love to hear all your takes as well. Uh, in the future, but again, I'm just very thankful and very grateful, and we got another great show today, Rams and Seahawks tonight, a big NFC West battle, prime time tonight in Seattle, who has the edge, who has the advantage, go over that, Stephon Gilmore to the Patriots, I mean, uh, from the Patriots to the Panthers, highlight that as well, and also some key week five matchups another NFC West heavyweight battle between the 49ers and the Cardinals a great Sunday night game the high octane uh, Buffalo Bills team that's flying right now going into Arrowhead in Kansas City that should be fun a London game between the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons so great football on also going to get into some college football as well Some MLB now that the baseball postseason is now upon us and react to a couple wildcard games and make some predictions to who makes it into the conference uh, series past the NLDS and the ALDS. But first, uh, let's start with the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Game... I am more looking forward to tonight than I was a week ago because my scenario played out last week. Los Angeles Rams facing this short week after a devastating loss, a loss I predicted because they beat the Bucks a week and a half ago. They were on such a high, won a Super Bowl, Sean McVay running up and down, running into the tunnel with his guys, never seen him more happy or ecstatic in my life. And fast forward to a week against the Cardinals, he looked lost, his team looked lost, they looked confused, the defense didn't look good, were shredded by the rushing attack of Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, passing the ball, Kyler Murray did it to them as well. Uh, It was just an onslaught of offensive weapons against the Rams, and the Rams just could not answer. So that was a one early loss for them, their first loss of the season. Like I said, after that big win, all the media is piling on the Rams. How great they are. They're the favorites in the NFC. Oh, my, my, how the tables have turned. They lose that game, and now it's all on the Cardinals. I will talk about the Cardinals in just a bit. But how do the Rams rebound? Now, you know, they're talking about how great they were. Now it's their defense, and their defense hasn't been good all year They beat Tampa, but Tom Brady threw for over 400 yards in that game. Uh, They just let in 400 plus yards total offense in this past game. I believe they are ranked 27th defense in yards allowed. Uh, This defense, which I said would take a step back due to key personnel it lost on the field, but also its defensive coordinator has shown. I didn't think it would be this drastic, uh, but it is. And they're going against a Seattle team that just got off a desperate win. They were 1-2, and two, back-to-back ugly losses where they were up both times. And they could not steal the deal in the second half. They played the 49ers, won 21 And it was a resilient win because the offense did not get it going early. They had five uh, three-and-outs to start the game. Early touchdown by San Francisco. San Francisco. And I thought it was over for the Seahawks briefly, even though I picked the Seahawks to win. But they rebounded. Russell Wilson looked better, made more vintage. Russell Wilson plays scrambling out of a pocket. The run game picked up. Defense looked a tiny bit better. But I San Francisco offense does not inspire confidence. And so to me, this is a real test for Seattle. Is here tonight against the Rams. A short week. In Seattle, who has the edge? I'm going with Seattle slightly. To me, favoring them ever so slightly. I think this will be a close game. Don't think it will be the blowouts we've seen so far the Cardinals over the Rams or the uh, Rams over the Bucks or anything like that. I think this will be very close. And it's going to come down to one thing. Russell Wilson being a magician and wizard in the pocket. That is what's going to be. It's going to be his ability to scramble because we know how much Aaron Donald favors this matchup, be high praise for Russell Wilson. Uh, but I think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks will get the best of him with the way. Jalen Ramsey is lining up in the slot. It looks like he could be taking on a Tyler Lockett more in the scheme, which could leave DK Metcalf on a very favorable matchup on David Long, who we've seen get exploited last week. It was Kyler Murray to AJ Green exploiting him, and DK has that same size, 6'4", 240. The speed as well. I know they like using Jalen in that role, but the times last year where we saw the Rams beat the Seahawks two out of the three times, Jalen Ramsey was shadowing DK. I expect him to see it more last week. Uh, DK was in the slot when we got to goal line situations. Jalen was in uh, shadowing DeAndre, but I expect a more heavy dosage of Jalen on DK following him more around Even though they like having him in that slot role as well. But to me, because of that, one of these wide receivers will have a great day. Don't think they'll try to get running the ball because with the way Jalen Ramsey's playing in the inside, you already have Aaron Donald on the line. With this offensive line, who's not great by any means, they will not get it done. And again, as I said, Rams don't have a good defense so far through four games. Neither do the Seahawks. They are the worst in terms of yards allowed dead last. Made a little bit of strides last week, but last is still last. They were last last week, last this week. Uh, They're bad. They're facing a much more high-powered offense in uh, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, who couldn't get it going last week. Uh, But I think the secondary will actually make a play in this game. I don't think the pass rush will get to Matthew Stafford often. Hasn't been hit much, but I think the confusion will be back there. I think one of these safeties is going to have to make a great play. Either Jamal Adams or Quandre Diggs, and I believe they will. Lumen Field, home of the 12th man. That field will be rocking tonight. It's a primetime game. Uh, Seattle is 9-1 and one in those Thursday night games under Russell Wilson, I believe they're 29 or 28, 8-1 in primetime games in general. Under Russell Wilson, they thrive in games like this, especially at home. That's where Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll make their money. I think Seattle's going to do it tonight. They're rocking the action green jerseys, which happen to be the most polarizing jerseys in the NFL. You either love them, or you hate them, it's the all-green unis going against the Rams and the Bone. Will be a great show tonight, I think, for all football fans. Regardless, don't think it will be a defensive showdown at all. Think it will be an offensive explosion. More of a shootout than what I thought the Rams and Cardinals would be. That's what I think this one will be here, but the Seahawks get the win Behind the twelfth man, that field will be rocking. Matthew Stafford has not had great success against Seattle in his career. I believe he's one for four in his career against Seattle, and zero three actually in Seattle. All those times, of course, have came against the Detroit Lions. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, Pete Carroll is a little more familiar with Matthew Stafford in the Sean McVay offense. I think. They'll have something dialed up special for this team, but I think this will be a great game all in all. But I have Seattle with the slight advantage. Then, before I get into week five matchups, I wanted to highlight Stephon Gilmore to the Carolina Panthers. Initially, it was, you know, Stephon Gilmore was cut from the Patriots. And, you know, we couldn't believe it. Where is he going to go? Reunion with Tom Brady to the Bucks. uh Green Bay Packers just lost Jair Alexander probably for a significant amount of time. Do they get him? What do they do? Huh. With all that thing, then all of a sudden, you see uh, the trade that he's going to... Carolina so yes it was very shocking to me that Stefan Gilmore went to the Panthers in that uh, but it was needed for Carolina's sake JC horn injured and Carolina has this kind of all in approach right now. I don't get why they're all in but you know you start the season off three and0 uh, you just have a tight loss to Dallas. You get a cornerback to help out your Russian Christian McCaffrey back open. He plays this weekend to recapture that 3-0 and magic because uh, you just feel destined that you're good because you need those players to beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles and keep on running in this gauntlet of an NFC. But let's be real here. Just stop it, Carolina. This move is it was, it was a nice move. Stefan... Uh, to replace J.C. Horn for the time being, uh, I believe he's out playing this week because he's on the uh, PUP list, on the injured list, but he'll be back the following week. But Carolina's got no business doing anything in the NFC. We saw last week Dallas, NFC East champion. They ain't contending with them. Green Bay Packers, again, they don't belong right there. in the NFC West, I don't like Carolina against any of those teams. I will not take Carolina over San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams, or the Cardinals. And even in their own division, they're not even the best team that belongs to the reigning and defending champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I'm glad they enjoyed their 3-0 start. I'm glad they think they're going all in. But it ain't going to work for them. Uh, They have to really do great the next few games. And some of their games are challenging the Vikings, the Patriots, the Cardinals, all tough teams. Those are games you're going to have to win before you have a tough December and January stretch where you play the Bucks twice, the Bills, and the Saints one more time. You are not going 4-0 in that stretch. More likely to go 0-4 in that stretch and finish with like four straight losses or whatever it may be to finish out the season. So they better be, you know, at the 12-1 mark right there or the 11-2 mark before Van Gauntlet starts up. Because trust me, the Carolina Panthers ain't running anything in the NFC South or in the NFC as a matter of fact. Now moving on to the Week 5 matchups. Sunday night, big game. You got Buffalo flying high. This sort of oddity of a start against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But ever since then, Josh Allen's found his magic. This team is back on track because they faced, you know, just the competition they needed to the football team at home and the uh, Texans at home and the Dolphins two shutouts. I mean, go them and the bucket or the Chiefs hobbled at two and two by you know a terrible defense ranked thirty one. They're getting Josh Gordon back. Just beat the Eagles. Can they win? at Arrowhead? a big Sunday night game and I'm saying yes they will. Josh Allen does not beat Kansas City. I was wrong about Lamar Jackson earlier in the season with the kryptonite. I feel like Josh Allen will have a tremendous game, but I'm going to tell you this, there ain't no way in hell Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are losing this game. They've lost enough already. They have. They've lost twice in September. That's two more times than Patrick Mahomes ever has in his career in Kansas City, so this game... The AFC Championship game rematch between the Bills and the Chiefs on display in Inter- or that same stadium where Stefan Diggs was looking at the Chiefs celebrate and he said he'll be back. That's motivation for him. Well, guess what? This will be the closest you get back to this moment for some time right here. This is your chance to prove it. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, I think you guys will put up tremendous points because I don't think this defense is good. I think Kansas City wanted a piece of that Stefan Gilmore action. I believe they really did, but it won't matter because Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill are going to slay Buffalo And all this talk right now. On the AFC, and who's dominating the AFC right now? It's Buffalo. Buffalo's uh, looking really good. Well, guess what? All that will be put to rest Sunday night when Tyreek does what Tyreek does. The Bills right now have the number one defense in the league in terms of total yards allowed and points. Guess what? I ain't picking up what they drop in. I ain't buying into this. I ain't buying into the Bills defense hype. I thought they'd be improved. And I can tell they're improved. Two shutouts is pretty worthy. But are they going to finish at the number one defense? Oh no, they're not. I don't even believe they'll finish in the top five. I believe this is a little mirage right here. I really do. I don't have them winning this game. Kansas City will win this game behind their offensive prowess. And they will show the Bills' defense what's up. Because again, that is not real. Another NFC battle. San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. San Francisco uh, 49ers just lost a close one to the Seahawks. You know, could be 4-0. But they're at... Two and two. Will Trey Lance start? Jimmy Garoppolo and his calf said he'll be out a few weeks. You got Trey Lance in his first action. And then you have the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody was questioning if they were for real or not. They beat the Rams. And now that, you know, the Rams just won their Super Bowl the week before. Now the Cardinals, you know, act like they've won the NFC West. The Cardinals are the best team. Not only in the NFC West, but the NFC or the NFL is what I'm hearing. Stop the blasphemy. After four weeks, after this small sample size, I will say right now they're the best. Part of that is because they're healthier. You give me a healthy Kansas City team, a healthy, uh, fully loaded Tampa Bay team against Arizona, give me Tampa Bay any day of the week, please. I'm not anointing Arizona on any level yet, since I predicted the Rams to fall last week because they were so high after that past week, and guess what? They fell in a funk at home. Same thing will happen this week. Arizona in this sort of high over the uh, Rams are not playing it as high as Sean McVay is and all that, but I know they're happy, but guess what? Trey Lance makes his first start, his debut... And it's a win for the 49ers. Mark my words, George Kittle will play. That's a safety blanket. Debo Samuel is a big threat. They get Brandon Ayuk more involved. This San Francisco team will dominate. This defense is better than the Rams defense, especially. I like this front four, front seven, much more balanced. The linebacker, Fred Warner, can catch up to Kyler Murray, chase him down. Nick Bosa will be in the backfield. Kyler Murray is going to have to beat this team with his arm. He won't be able to do that this Sunday. The 49ers will get this win. Giants and the Cowboys. Another huge NFC East battle. Cowboys now, everybody's talking about the Cowboys. Forget that week one loss uh, to Tampa Bay. It was a, it was a close loss. Uh, but now we're asking, can Dallas win the rest of their games? Are you kidding me? It's not like they play scrubs the rest of the way. Broncos have a legitimate defense. The Vikings have a decent offense. The Patriots have a good defense. Uh, they play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They played the Cardinals last time I checked, and I thought you know they were the best team. So again, I'm not buying into the Cowboys. They're in a soft division, I have a really soft schedule. But knowing the Cowboys, they'll lose a few of those soft games because that's what the Cowboys do. I like their offense. I like Dak and Ezek and them running the ball more than throwing the ball because that is the Cowboy way. It opens it all up for Dak. Their defense is playing inspired, and Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons are great, and they'll beat up on the helpless Giants. I've dismissed the Giants already after week one. They're not special. Daniel Jones, I've had enough of him. I really have. I've had enough talking about Saquon Barkley. You just had a good week, but consistently show that. Please, I'm not going to throw a fantasy party for you every time you score me 30 points. That's your job. And the Giants' offensive line on defense, it's pitiful. Pitiful. And I believe Dallas will tear this defense up. But again, I will say this. This could be one of those surprise losses for the Cowboys. I believe they will have three of them. I believe this season, I will pick the Cowboys to win three times in which games they will then lose, and that will be Three surprises. I'm giving them three surprises is what I am doing. Cleveland and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now this one's an interesting thing. Why? Well, Baker Mayfield and a team goes out, or they don't go out, but a source confirms that Mayfield suffered a injury to his non-throwing shoulder, a torn at labrum, second week against the Houston Texans. Non throwing shoulder. Say it's not affecting his throws. Well, he looked pretty aff- uh, affected last week. 15 of 33, 155 yards, 14 to 7. That's all they could muster. Some really off throws to Odell Beckham Jr. I could tell, uh, you know, what is going on. And because of that, only 14 points, I'm picking the Chargers to win this game. The Chargers have a good defense. I like Joey Bosa a lot. He was Justin Derek Carr's head. He'll get into Baker's head. He'll get into that non-throwing shoulder too. Play him on the turf a couple of times. Uh, get him riled up. But no, I like the Chargers. They've proven a lot. Their offense is good. Justin Herbert, whether it be the connection to uh, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen or Jared Cook as well. Great offensive and the balance as well. Getting it to Austin Eckler on checkdowns. I then mean, just running the ball with Austin Eckler. Uh, he's proven huge. Huge shout-out to uh, Austin Eckler as well. Fantasy running back. Number three fantasy running back. Right now, I have him in my league. In the past three weeks, he's done wonders for me. Thank you, Austin Eckler. I know you came out and say you appreciate uh, your fans and the people that play fantasy and all that because it means something to them. And, you know, we pay uh, to watch you and some of uh Money so it's this big circle. So thank you, Austin Eckler, for performing so well and taking fantasy into your consideration and thanking the people that drafted you. I appreciate it, Austin. Chicago and Las Vegas. Is Matt Nagy I'm not gonna be mean here. I don't wanna be mean, but is Matt Nagy bipolar? Don't not trying anything here, it's just I've never seen this before in my life, uh, and there's nothing wrong you know, with mental health or anything like that. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but this man sits here every week and plays coy on the quarterback situation, or the second thing he does is stick to Andy Dalton. That's what he does. He said, when he comes back from injury, being Andy Dalton... He's getting back into the starter. He's our starter. That's the promise I made yesterday. He comes out and says, you know, Justin Fields is now the starter. This has gone on long enough. You know what? I'm glad Justin Fields is the starter. He deserved to be the starter. I thought after that poor week against Chicago, he'd bounce back against a lowly Detroit team. And he looked good last week for a rookie. I think he'll look good against this team as well. I don't love the Vegas defense. Uh, their pass rush can get to you, but Justin Fields is an elusive back. I think Vegas will win this one in Allegiant Stadium. Uh, but I'm glad Justin Fields is the starter. Gives him confidence as well after a big week. And, you know, this should be the Bears' perennial starter in Justin Fields, uh, regardless. Even if he gets injured, he uh, is still his job. That's the man you traded. You know, the 19th pick to the 11th pick or whatever it was to then draft Justin Fields. New England and Houston. Uh, Houston's looked terrible after that first week. Uh, And actually, since uh, Tyrod Taylor's been down, I'm rolling with New England in that defense. Tennessee-Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jacksonville had barely any life uh, holding onto a pulse against Cincinnati. Cincinnati ripped their heart out. Apparently... It ripped Urban Meyer's heart out, too, because after that loss, stay in your home fan base where they all love you in Ohio, go to a bar, get some drinks, have a woman grind up on you. A great news, Urban. I mean, just great. I know you haven't lost four games in a row in your career, but is that how you do it? Uh, go into the bar with some low life and doing that, really? Really, Urban, that non-professionally? I know you're a great college football coach, but in the NFL, it's a different ball game. You don't look too good. Owner rebuked him as well. Urban Meyer said he's embarrassed but never thought of resigning. That's just, you know, great news. A man that never thinks about resigning wall at all. You know, he fakes heart attacks and issues uh, to then leaves his way into a better situation elsewhere. Because of that and all this Drama surrounding Jacksonville that shouldn't be surrounding them. The uh, Tennessee Titans will roll all over this. Won't even give them a chance for a heartbreak. Tennessee surprising loss to the Jets last week. To the Jets? I know no A.J. Brown or uh, Julio Jones, but really, the Jets? The Jets? Oh. Terrible loss. They'll come in angry. Derrick Henry loves playing these opponents in his division of the AFC South. Uh, steamroll, 200 plus yards, for of a king himself, Derrick Henry. Philadelphia and Carolina. Carolina, I think, will get a cheap victory here uh, with all this talk around McCaffrey returning and Stephon Gilmore. Who knows if Stephon Gilmore play, you know, like Richard Sherman did, but come on there. New Orleans-Washington, again, New Orleans is another team with this split personality team where first week looked great, second week looked bad, third week looked good, last week looked bad and helpless against the Giants, and the Giants a win. I'm picking the Saints because it's back to a good week. The Harvey Two-Face Saints are going to get the win this week. They will. Miami and Tampa Bay. Miami hasn't looked good. Still no Tua. And Tampa Bay, great offense. Last week, I could tell it was an emotional game for Tom Brady. Uh, The elements didn't help. The rain coming down. uh, The rush defense, just stout. Just stout. Uh, Pass defense, just took another hit today. Carlton Davis on IR. That... Is your top three cornerbacks from last year and your starters from this year now on I.L.? Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean. Leaving Richard Sherman in a role that I hope he wasn't going to be. And I wished that he was not going to be a number one cornerback for this team. I thought number two, one side more you know, not playing the number one uh would be good for him and point in his career now. He's gonna be overloaded. He was targeted last week. I think a lot of it had to do with not knowing the scheme uh and lining up. This week I think he'll be better, but the secondary will be tested every single week. It will get their best shot every single week cause that's the way to beat this Bucks team. It's by airing it out, going full air raid, throwing the ball 50-plus times is how you're going to beat this Buccaneers team. But that won't happen this week. Tampa Bay will still get the win. Tom Brady playing an old rival in Miami. Denver-Pittsburgh. Poor Pittsburgh. They look so old last week. And last week, I will say that when they blocked the kick and returned it for a touchdown, Minka Fitzpatrick, and I forget the other person who blocked it, they did not look offside. That was a cheesy call. Shouldn't have been called. Uh, But then again, that's how Green Bay rolls. That's how these refs roll. They like to throw the flag at home to help Aaron Rodgers out. So that's exactly what they did. But... You have to move on. You do. Pittsburgh has to move on. Ben Roethlisberger opened up a little bit more on the deep throw, a deep pass to Deontay Johnson. Uh, I just still don't know. I like their defense, but they're too reliant on it. Denver, great defense as well, but their offense last week against Baltimore was not showing. So to me, very similar teams. However, Denver has a 3-1 and one record, and Pittsburgh is 1-3. and three. Big game for both teams. Detroit, Minnesota. Let me just say I'm not rolling with Detroit. Uh, they don't have a good defense to hold this offense down. Green Bay, Cincinnati. Green Bay, I like Cincinnati. I like this offense a lot. Uh, they're 3-1. and one. And to me, a sneaky 3-1 and one team. Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. This is a team that could potentially pull off an upset on Green Bay, but I just think the IQ, uh, Aaron Rodgers and this team, it's just too much. It's a young uh, test for the Cincinnati Bengals team. Could be a sneaky upset pick uh, as well as fair clicking and firing on all cylinders. But after watching the game against Jacksonville, uh, I have a little bit more faith in Green Bay at this point in the season. And then you have the London game. Uh, send your two best representatives to London and get them interested in football, and you send them the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. I bet they're jumping up and down for this game. Uh, I don't know if I'll wake up at 6.30 a.m. to watch this game. Don't think this is one that really suits me, waking up at 6.30 a.m. my time to get interested in this game, if this was Buffalo-Kansas City, yeah, I'd be up an hour before getting ready. If this was San Francisco-Arizona, if this was any other game, Indianapolis-Baltimore, LA-Seattle, Cleveland-Chargers even, I mean, any game, this game really, uh, this is what you're giving the people across the pond to watch at home? Uh, I don't like it. I This game's not entertaining. It's not flattering. You have a Jets team just got a great first win because the kicker missed a tying field goal in Atlanta uh, with a huge loss to uh, the football team and that quarterback. Forget his name, but he sucks. Uh, Matt Ryan, yes, uh, he's taken such a dip this year because he is a dip. Uh, But I'll pick Atlanta to win this game, sure. So that's week five, everybody. Now, moving on to college football and make some picks there. The first is tomorrow night, Pac 12 after dark on a Friday night, Stanford versus Arizona State, Maroon Monsoon for Arizona State. I am rolling with the Sun Devils, fear of a fork in this. Is why not just because of maroon monsoon and the home uh, field advantage for Arizona State, but you just had two big uh, two big wins for both these teams. Stanford, huge upset last week over Oregon. It took everything to overcome them and beat them in overtime a week before they couldn't beat UCLA last week ASU big win against UCLA. You are now in the driver's seat in your division. That was it, and the first half was close. The second half, you opened the floodgates. You dominated the UCLA Bruins, and you have a 4-1 record. You're 2-0 in the conference. Uh, You're up on the Utah, the USC, UCLA, and you're playing Stanford. Now, Stanford wants to keep uh, this up because... You know, this is their toughest test until Notre Dame. So who knows, they could steal this top division, but I don't think it will happen. I think, again, like uh, Stanford, this is kind of Arizona State's last test where it kind of gets easier. Uh, You have, you know, Utah, which presents a problem, but I don't fear them as much as I used to. You know, same with Washington, Oregon State, Arizona. You don't play Oregon. That could be a possible Pac-12 championship game. But this is a huge one here for Arizona State to win. I think they'll win it. They're both coming off huge wins. Stanford to Oregon, Arizona State uh, to UCLA. But I like Jaden Daniels a little bit more uh, than Tanner uh, McKee. I like the rushing attack more of ASU. I like this offense more than Stanford. Oklahoma and Texas. What did game day do wrong? Well, they went to Oklahoma and Texas for Red River Showdown instead of Penn State-Iowa, which I'll talk about in a second. Why would they go to Oklahoma and Texas when you have a top five matchup in a possible game day scenario? Oh, it could it be an ESPN Network thing? Oh, sure. Uh, why not advertise this Red River rivalry? I don't think this will be a vintage you know, Red River rivalry, a Sam Ellinger player at quarterback, a Kyler Murray, a Baker Mayfield, anything like that. I think this will be, uh, Spencer Radler, uh, who's had close win after close win. I mean, four wins within one score. Tulane, Nebraska, West Virginia, and Kansas State. Uh, Texas, who's done good but got obliterated by Arkansas. To me, they're not for real. Uh, I would like to pick Oklahoma to blow this uh, team out of the water. But knowing them, it could be close. But I like Oklahoma to win this game. Wrong game day choice. So, Arkansas Ole Miss. Two frauds coming into this game. Arkansas, who is just number eight. Who I couldn't believe got rocked, shut out by uh, Georgia. And which I thought would happen. They're not a good team. I picked Ole Miss to win, I was rolling with it, and man, did they fumble the bag, literally fumble the ball, turnover on downs in key areas, a sloppy first half. Uh I do think they're more talented, but in Arkansas, big rebound game for both teams after getting demolished against kind of the two heavyweights, you know, with Tyson Fury and the Deontay Wilder, but I like Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Uh, to get this one and rebound a little bit more, like Matt Corral, uh, more than K.J. Jefferson. Georgia and Auburn. This is in Auburn. What Auburn team is going to show up? The one that played Georgia State, that Bo or or the one that fought valiantly against Penn State, or of a comeback against LSU? I just don't know. To me, this doesn't have upset written on it like it did in the past. This is a dominant Georgia team, dominant Georgia Defense, back to back shutouts uh, as well. And, you know, four of their five games they've led in less than 10 points. And they are one of four schools so far in the FBS to have not trailed at all this season. They're one of four. I will talk about two of their other schools soon. But Georgia will win this game. Boise State. And BYU. Actually, I'm going to talk about all four. BYU, another team that has not trailed at all this season. So that makes two teams I've talked about so far that haven't trailed two out of four BYU and Georgia. So you've got BYU playing Boise State. You know what? I think Boise State is going to upset to me. This is my upset pick here. I'm not sold on BYU yet. I'm just not. I don't know what it is about it that I've watched them play. And you know what? They have look decent against the Utah State and the Arizona State and BYU. I just can't get, bring myself to pick BYU. I've not bought into the hype yet. Now, this is my game day. This is the one I will sit on the couch and watch, give my undivided attention to. Number four, Penn State. Number three, Iowa, what a game! This is game I remember a few years ago, late at night, Kinnick Stadium. uh, Top teams, Penn State won seventeen to twelve. I think this will be a defensive showdown. Iowa, who just forced seven turnovers last week against Maryland, Penn State, who just shut out Indiana. However, this is at Iowa, tough place, Kinnick Stadium. I know. Uh, Penn State, James Franklin have had some success here. But I think Kirk Ferentz and this style of team they have where they don't turn the ball over much. Uh, they rely on their defense. This is old school football right here. This is going to be defense on defense. And I think Sean Petras, uh, I my bad, my bad. Spencer Petras, uh, uh will be more composed than uh, the Penn State quarterback, Sean Clifford. I do you know I like you know the wideout more, Jahan Dotson, but this running game for Penn State hasn't got it going. And in this defensive game, you're going to have to establish a little bit of a running game, a little bit of control on the line of scrimmage. That will be the difference in this game. That's why I have Iowa winning this game ever so slightly. To me, this could be a flip of a coin, But I like Iowa to win this game. And to me, what really is their last test of the season, yes, they play Wisconsin, but that isn't the same Wisconsin team we're used to seeing. Then, Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. To me, this could be evenly matched. I don't see Notre Dame losing two in a row. Um, My bad, they didn't lose Yeah, two in a row. They lost to Cincinnati last week. I don't see them losing two in a row. LSU and Kentucky. Thought LSU was going to beat Auburn. You know, it's 20 years since they beat Auburn. They blow it. They blow it. Now they're facing Kentucky. Who's feeling good about themselves? Why? They just beat Florida in another time that hasn't happened in like 25 or 30 years so you have this, they're running high, but to me, they're flying so high, they jumped all the way to 16. LSU will bring Kentucky down to earth. Don't feel like LSU will ever be a true contender again for quite some time, but I like LSU in this game to pull off the upset. Michigan and Nebraska. Michigan, one of the four teams to have never trailed so far in a game in this season and 5-0 and oh, and they're one of the only 5-0 and oh teams to have only committed one or less turnover through five games and win all five of those that is the key with Michigan is not just but not trailing but not turning the football over they don't make the costly mistakes like they used to you know Cade McNamara has not uh turn the ball over he's not throwing interception they've only had one fumble that's how good this Michigan team is uh they're composed or balanced their defense is good McDonald is brilliant uh, back there engineering it like an NFL style defense uh you know gone are the days of Don Brown and the press have incorporated a bit more zone they played to their strengths uh, which is key uh featuring you know Aiden Hutchinson on the edge Uh, which looks like a top-five pick right now. Uh, Dax Hill, to me, looking like a sort of uh, Jalen Ramsey, cornerback, safety, hybrid, you know, in the nickel, playing down there, has been brilliant. This offense has been manageable. I think in order to, you know, really blow the edge off, they'll need J.J. McCarthy But Cade McNamara has not turned the ball over, which is huge. They're still establishing the run game as well. And then the other team that has not trailed at all this season, the fourth and final team, Alabama, roll tide. We play Texas A&M every time we hype this game up. Could this be the time Texas A&M does it? You know, we wouldn't even be talking about will Texas A&M do it if it wasn't for Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, who upset them. Uh, almost 10 years ago, but that won't happen. Texas A&M, you know, just lost to Mississippi State. Don't think they can do it this year. This would be the year, uh, potentially, to do it in College Station, where it's home of the 12th man in college football. But Alabama has just manhandled Texas A&M year in, year out. Games really haven't been close for quite some time now. Alabama will win this game big and I believe will not trail either. So those are my college football picks. What to cover next? Oh, maybe some MLB. Let me start with this. The Yankees losing to the Boston Red Sox. I'm going to say this right now. Fire Aaron Boone. Get rid of him. Get rid of a guy he can't. Manage, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of seeing him. He just can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, It's frustrating to watch a team assembled like the Yankees. Anthony Rizzo. Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton. Joey Gallo. Glaber Torres. Gary Sanchez. And they just struggle. They just struggle. They do. And it's hard to watch offensively. Uh, Because when they're not going offensively, uh, that's when their bullpen and rotation become shaky. And it it was rough to watch. You need to fire him at all. You know Garrett Cole's a little shaky. Why'd you put him on the mound? I know why. He's your $324 million ace. He's a man. He's supposed to be the best pitcher. And he does that against the Red Sox? That's unacceptable. You can't do that, Garrett Cole. Disappointment at best. Only players that showed up consistently this season were Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton with three huge hits in the game against the Red Sox. Not much else could get done by anyone. I'd keep Anthony Rizzo. Uh, his counterpart, Luke Voigt, get rid of him. He's injured. I'm tired of him and his antics and wanting more. He's done. Uh, you, as I said, John Carlo keep, Aaron Judge keep, Joey Gallo, enough. Enough! I've had enough. Uh, this man, I'm glad he was great at the Texas Rangers. But it's different when you're a Yankee. It's different. You can't be batting, I don't know, 230, 240, whatever he was, and then become a Yankee, and your line drop to like a 199. That's just pathetic. You strike out King, You're not good. You're not dangerous at the four spot. I don't know what Aaron Boone had in mind putting you there when you could have at least had a reliable person who battles at the plate like a Brett Gardner there. But really, Joey Gallo, get rid of him. Higashioka, I'm sorry. I'm glad he can catch Garrett Cole, but offensively a liability 181. Gary Sanchez, he's lost it. You need a catcher. You need a true shortstop. Glaber's fine at second base or DH, but he's not a shortstop. I don't think Velasquez is ready or is you know primed for this yet. You keep Joey or Geo at third base. You know you really have two third basemen at Glaber and a DJ, but you cannot move Glaber back to shortstop. You need a center fielder. I like Brett Gardner. Want him to stay there, but you're gonna need some more experience. And then again in left field. Uh, Joey Gallo needs to go ASAP. Aaron Boone needs to go ASAP. And then last night, the St. Louis Cardinals lost to the Dodgers. Bottom of the ninth. What a game. Adam Wainwright. Great ball game from him. Garcia got... I mean, they all did fantastic. And you put Reyes in... Alex Reyes, you don't trust uh, TJ McFarland to get your last out, and you blow it, one hit, one home run to Chris Taylor, sends the Dodgers there. You were just about to pull off the most epic upset of a 106-win team, but you don't do it. No Max Muncy, you'll walk Cody Bellinger, and you'll give it to Chris Taylor uh, to pinch hit as well. I mean, I just don't like it. Again, don't like it. So, with those moving on, the Red Sox moving on, the Dodgers moving on, who do I like to win these MLB series? Well, I'm going to pick the Astros to beat the White Sox. I do, I think, the experience is just too much uh, for the White Sox. Houston will win that one. But if you want additional, how about a great offense? How about, you know, some of the most runs scored in baseball this year? They scored the most runs. This offense is brilliant. Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Brantley, they are all great. They'll move on. Red Sox and Rays. The Rays just dominate the AL East. That's what they do, Red Sox included. Uh, this pitching group is deep, even if you can't name them. They've got Wander Franco hitting. They've got Randy Orozarena, uh Brandon Lau. They've got a team which can hit. They'll get it done against the Red Sox. Brewers and Braves. To me, the Braves were a little lucky uh, to be here. You know, without their star uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. To me, Milwaukee wins this series. They have their star Christian Yelich. Then perhaps one of Possibly could be the greatest series. You have an NLDS with a 107-win Giant team and a 106-win Dodger team. What a matchup this will be. What's key is that Scherzer is gone and will only play one game in the series. Huge for the Giants. And because of that, I'm picking the Giants to win this series. No Max Muncie, Scherzer one time. No Clayton Kershaw. Big news for the Giants where... Walker Buehler will have to step up a few games. And also Julio Urias as well, who hasn't really been used in a postseason as a starter. That will come back. The veterans of the Giants will do well. I think Chris Bryant will step up in the absence of Brandon Belt, who I believe will be back. Uh, you know, their pitchers as well. Uh, Logan Webb, Quaid, Quaid, Quaid all those guys. Brilliant. The closer as well. Uh, Brandon Crawford, uh, Gosman, uh, I like this Giants team a lot. So those who I have immediately winning. But who do I think is going to win it all? I do think it's going to be the Giants. I just think just something about destiny and this team just makes it. They beat them in this NLDS matchup, which really should be the NLCS. But that'll be the Brewers and Giants. The Giants advance. Uh, you have the rematch of the ALCS in the Astros and the Rays. Astros put up a hard fight, but the Rays are now the class of the AL. No longer the Astros. The Rays advance facing the Giants, but the Giants have proved to be the best team all year long. have been consistently the number one team in my power rankings, and they're going to finish out the season on top. I like them to win. Now there are a few things I just want to mention. Just because I haven't done a podcast episode in a week, just a few things I wanted uh, to clarify on here. College football, the AP rankings for the top 25. I liked Iowa moving ahead of Penn State. Uh, I did. I think that was a smart move. Uh, Cincinnati moving ahead of Oklahoma. I didn't like that. I know a big win against Notre Dame, but to me, I know Oklahoma's played it close so far. I just don't see it. Oregon with the loss. Yes, they lost to Stanford, but didn't they just beat Ohio State a couple weeks ago? Why is Ohio State now ahead of Oregon? That makes no sense to me. Yes, Ohio State 7-8 Oregon, but please respect Oregon's win that they have over Ohio State. Keep Oregon at 7 Ohio State 8. It's consistent. A win's a win over a team. That should count. Michigan moved up quite a bit, five spots, a big win uh, for them, big move up, I like it, Michigan State moved up six spots to 11, I agree, UK, the Kentucky, moved up quite a bit for my liking, went all the way from unranked to number 16, again, not buying into this hype of teams, jumping up so much, so gradually, you know, over one week, I'm still not on that train, and then you had uh, four other teams that were unranked move in, Texas back, welcome them back just for this Red River showdown because then they'll be gone again, ASU, uh, SMU, and San Diego State. So that was my thoughts on that and my top five teams in college football. You know, after this week or this past week, moving into this week, number five, Oklahoma, number four, Iowa, number three, Penn State, two, Georgia, one, Alabama. In my top five teams in the NFL, Green Bay Packers are sitting there at five. The Buffalo Bills are sitting there at four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number two, Los Angeles Rams, and number one, Arizona Cardinals. That's it, folks. This has been the 100th episode of Get Your Goat. Again, thank you all for listening. This is Josh signing off. Bye, everybody.